Welcome to the Rooted Alchemy podcast, where I talk about women living powerful and autonomous throughout all the phases of their lives. I'll share my heart on women's wisdom, healing and wellness, wild pregnancy and birth, and topics on pelvic and womb connection. I'm your host, Bethany Wild, a massage therapist who focuses on women's wellness. Thank you so much for being here. friends so glad to have you here this is bethany bringing you another solo episode this time i'm out of one of my favorite nature spots while my husband watches our little baby so you might hear a really strong breeze in the background it's just a beautiful august day so it feels really good to just get out and honestly i don't know how you mamas do it i I mean, and probably exactly how I'm doing it. I don't think I'd be able to record any of these episodes without some childcare. Um, I mean, I know I won't, so I'm super grateful for the help. Just while I continue to do my work in this world in these early years. And actually, maybe that sounds strange because it's my husband and we're supposed to be partners, right? But just to just to briefly go into it. I mean, I think that's another aspect. I think so many women can relate that we take on the vast majority of the childcare and then we feel grateful for any help, even if it's from our husbands, instead of just taking it as a given. I support him by taking care of our daughter while he goes to work. So why wouldn't I expect the same? I don't know. Still unpacking all this, just rambling. Um... Yeah, I don't think I share a lot on updating you all in my life. I just kind of go right into the episodes. But I think what I'm inspired to do lately is just to do maybe a full episode sometime on my experience of this transition, as they call it, from maiden to mother in the modern world. Um, As it's been such a big experience in my life, of course, it's changed literally everything. And I knew certain things, but I really couldn't have anticipated how it's changed just every aspect of my life. And I'm still figuring out how to juggle everything three months in, and it's probably going to continue for a while. I just have such a long list of things I like to do, and I'm always grasping for more, more time. And I also really feel like it's shifted my work, and I've always been working in this area of women's holistic health and wellness, but my focus probably in the last year or so has shifted a lot more to the motherhood continuum or, you know, fertility, pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum time. I think overall, my feeling is that so much is expected of mothers. And it's, you know, if you follow any mothers, they're this is not anything new that I'm saying that modern motherhood is just so isolating and so overwhelming without that community that constant everyday community and I think that for so many of us we struggle with how to be present and provide completely for children as the likely sole caretakers or you know, taking on the majority of caretaking, 
and also we have a lot of us have these passions we have this work that we want to do in the world and it almost feels impossible to do both completely and I'm kind of thinking that it is right something has to give so like I said I'm always struggling to get more time more time and I found that my creativity right now is just blossoming so much but there's not really enough of an outlet or really the time to let it flow and I think of course I have to give myself some grace with this my daughter is so young and she needs me more and I just have to flow and surrender into that in this early these early times these early years and this makes me think since I was just re-listening to this episode Amber Magnolia Hill has a really great podcast on this about her feelings and um, journey with motherhood on her mythic medicine podcast I think it's called mothering without a village it's an older episode but I believe it's one of her most popular and it's really great for just anyone that wants to have children or just get some validation for anyone who's a mother and I'll link it in the show notes I just know that I don't see how I can have another child without that real and true community like daily community daily raising of children together and I thought before I had my daughter about having more kids but now I feel like my whole lifestyle needs to change to welcome in another one um and I've always wanted that but it's just more important than ever now that I'm living this uh, anyway just want to share that on here if you're a mother and you're struggling I see you I want community too and I'll continue to share and reflect more on that but that's probably enough right now I'll just move into what I want to share today so today I'm going to talk about one of my favorite practices for healing and maintaining health in virtually every time in a woman's life from her fertility and reproductive health to postpartum um, which includes miscarriage menopause trauma healing and just really so much more and I feel so strongly about getting this information out there to women and making it a really accessible practice but again before I jump in I just want to ask anyone who's been listening and enjoys this episode or any of my other ones to just take a few seconds and leave a rating or even a review it just really helps with reaching others and thank you so much if you already have done that um, I really appreciate you okay so a lot of what I'll talk about today I'm taking from my upcoming book on women's pelvic health and wellness since I covered it pretty extensively there including what it is some of its history what the practice can help with how to do it and just a section on all about different medicinal and healing herbs and I consider herbal pelvic steaming which you might also know as vaginal or yoni steaming to be a really simple practice potentially. I know there's a lot of practitioners emerging right now that might convince you that it's not that simple or you know you maybe need to pay them to follow 
some more in-depth protocols so you can heal, but I don't personally totally believe that. I mean, of course, I don't mean to discount their support. I think having a guide can be helpful and they're bringing really great herbal wisdom. They're making it easy. They're, they're guiding you through the process and that's really valuable. And I appreciate those women for what they do. And I'll talk about one woman I'd connect with if you do want that guide, but I also want to share for those of you who maybe don't have the means to pay someone for support or just really to help you get started on your own for some all-purpose healing and you don't have something super complicated that you might want more help with. And I think there's some things you do need to know to get started. And of course, it does help to know about different herbs and which can help in different situations. But at the same time, you can honestly just use a few herbs and from your kitchen and get some great results too. And I cover this in my book because I want to make this an easy practice for women and not feel overwhelmed by all that's out there. I feel like that's kind of a common theme that I hear about that it just feels really complicated and it's really as simple as just getting a few herbs and a pot of boiling water and sitting over it but at the same time you know a lot of particular questions come up on the subject when I talk to women about it like when should I do it how often should I do it or you know I have this particular situation should I avoid steaming and I'm not going to cover cover everything today on this episode, but I think it'll be enough to get you started. And if you want to learn more on the subject, depending on when you listen to this podcast, you can just go to my website to get signed up for updates on when my book comes out. Or if you listen to it later and it's already come out, you can just buy it and get the link to it on there as well. And I also have a PDF on my website under free on a guide to herbal pelvic steaming. So I have some resources available for you if you want to go a little more in depth after this episode and you have the time. And I'll put all of that in the show notes for you. And like I said, if you do want a guide on this, there's a woman I recommend checking out. Her name is Kylie. I personally know her and I went to massage school with her. And not only is she honestly an amazing body worker I mean she was the best one in the class way back when we were in school really intuitive skilled naturally but she's just such a wise and beautiful person and has a lot of wisdom on the practice I don't actually know if she does body work anymore but she um, is really dedicated to helping women with their pelvic steaming practice and she really cares about mamas and women's health in general and it feels like she just knows this practice and the herbal medicine deeper than anyone that I really follow on the subject so check her out I'll put her Instagram and website in the show notes all right so let's start with what steaming is this is a practice that actually has roots in cultures all around the world And I first learned about it in my Maya abdominal massage training several years ago. And many don't know that this practice was actually first brought to the West through the work of um, the founder of Maya abdominal massage, Dr. Rosita Arvigo. It's often recommended, excuse me, as a supplemental practice along with the body work just because it's powerful and it works and it was a part of the traditional medicine down there in Belize 
and healers and midwives have traditionally used this practice for any women's health issue where warmth and circulation are needed, especially after birth, miscarriage, um, menstrual, pelvic pain, that kind of thing. And I've actually found it to be very healing for a number of other times, which I will share more on soon. So even if you don't have any difficult symptoms, just I feel like just living our modern lifestyles that are sedentary and surrounded by a number of toxins, I think most women have to some degree a level of pelvic congestion. And I've also found it to be a practice that kind of heightens my sexuality and my physical sexual arousal response through relaxing my pelvic floor muscles my vagina is more responsive it produces more lubrication and I feel generally more pleasurable sensations and I think this is part of what helps with healing and repatterning trauma related to sexual violations or birth trauma or really just negative programming in general that we've internalized about what it means to be a woman that we've received from our culture. So I feel that this is really just a great body-based somatic practice for a woman who is on the path to healing trauma, especially of a sexual nature, you know, of course, along with therapy and whatever else she might be doing. So those are just a few benefits. And steaming is a great practice and ally for yourself for really all the seasons in your life as a woman. And just to circle back on how I describe it in the title of this episode, that steaming is an ancient practice. So I heard about this from Kelly Garza at Steamy Chick, and you can go to steamychick.com. And she's just a great resource for this practice and leads a really extensive training for practitioners as well. But on her blog, she talks about how she has found evidence of steaming all over the world that midwives and healers and wise women, uh, again, knew the power of this practice of bringing warmth to our womb and pelvic areas. So I think that's really interesting and something to look further if that interests you. And she has um, she has a blog article on this where she kind of talks more about the different cultures that she's heard about having this practice. So first, I want to talk about some situations where you might want to take care. So one, if you're pregnant, I would personally just use water and salt. You can maybe throw in some roses or lavender and just use this practice with the intention of relaxation and promoting pleasure, not with the intention of uterine cleansing. So avoid some of the more intense herbs that are more circulatory stimulating maybe just keep it really short 10 minutes or so and do it preferably at the end of pregnancy or even the beginning of labor with that same intention of relaxation and softening and bringing pleasure to your body Um, another one so if you have a heavy flow or you bleed in between periods you want to make sure that you're being aware of what herbs you use avoiding those stimulating herbs like oregano or rosemary and just making sure that this practice doesn't increase your bleeding and if it does I would take a break until you resolve that so if you have a pelvic infection or if you even have cancer in this area 
Um, for the infection, you can use specific herbs that are antifungal or antibacterial and just use caution and your intuition here. Keep it short, 10 minutes. If you feel like it's a beneficial practice for you, go ahead and do it. Just use those mild herbs or flowers and some salt. Follow your intuition. Same with cancer. Um, I don't know. I think if I had that, I might keep it really, really short. Again, this isn't medical advice. Follow yourself, follow your intuition, take responsibility for your own health. I don't think you can do a ton of harm with this practice, but yeah, again, just see how you feel. Um, let's see. So another piece, a lot of people are saying that if you have an IUD that you shouldn't do this practice. But after consulting with some colleagues and and reading more into the uh, approach from other my abdominal practitioners, there's really no evidence that steaming will dislodge or move or do anything to your IUD placement. So again, take caution, follow your intuition. But I would personally feel comfortable suggesting steaming to someone with an IUD, especially with gentle herbs like chamomile or lavender, especially um, for any scar tissue that would probably be in there from the placement of the IUD. Just to soften that area could be a really beneficial practice. But again, it's up to you. And if you're trying to conceive, avoid steaming after ovulation when a potential conception has taken place. So a good time is between the end of your period and before ovulation. One more caution on timing. So during the first few days of your period, when you have that bright red blood, you want to just avoid steaming. You can wait until you have brown blood at the end of your period or your spotting. And this is just because we want to promote that downward flow. And since steaming can increase bleeding and, and, you know, from that heat, it's really just better to wait. Okay, so we talked about all of that. Now let's talk about the how-tos of the practice. Again, I want to keep it really simple. So you can start by boiling a pot of water on the stove and then you can bring to a simmer with about a cup of dried herbs or double for fresh never ever put essential oils in your steam it's way too concentrated it doesn't contain the whole plant medicine it's just not safe for that area and i like to think of this as the beginning of a ritual so consider it a meditative experience Uh, give thanks to the plants for their medicine and start to slow down your breath as you're kind of preparing all the herbs and and the pot and setting up the space so after about 10 minutes of simmering you can bring it either to uh, bring the pot to below your stool if you have it or in your box your steaming box or you can set it down on the floor cushioned under a towel because of course it'll be really hot and then you don't want to ruin your floors you can set on a rug um, it'll cool down quick enough um And then you want to just have on hand a big blanket or a long skirt and you get on all fours above the pot and you use the blanket to wrap around yourself to keep the steam in. And if you're on all fours, so for the next 15 minutes or so, you're probably going to change position several times as you both find the right distance away from the heat as it cools 
and your arms will probably get really tired so you'll see as you start to do that and I don't have a box or a stool right now so I move several times from all fours to squatting and, and back and forth in the span of 15 to 25 minutes and then you'll just intuitively find what works for you and again treat it like a meditation really feel the pleasure of the warmth and focus on sending love and gratitude to your womb and your whole pelvic area and another thing you want to really keep warm so I would put on a hat and socks and especially after you're done you can get into bed under the covers that feels really good and you can just rest with your hands over your womb you'll probably be kind of cold kind of tired and that's really great and if you have the space you don't have any kiddos around definitely nap after and as far as timing, so I mentioned before that if you're trying to conceive, a good time is once at the end of your period when you're spotting and another right before ovulation. And if you're not trying to conceive, you can do it maybe every other day, the week before you're expecting your period. So maybe maybe you're going to do it two or three times, something like that. And after several cycles you can just maintain this by doing it once before your period you'll you may notice some kind of um, change in your your bleeding in your cycle the first few um, the first few months and you'll kind of discover it normalize over time so feel into what amount feels good for you you'll know if you're doing it too much for me, when I was doing it too much, I felt really tired and it just stopped being nourishing and I just didn't look forward to it. And there are times in your life where you might do it more frequently. Like after my miscarriage, I had really unhealthy cycles for a few months as my body was trying to clear things out. And I think it took me about, f I don't know, three, four, five months to normalize. And the cycle before I actually conceived about six months later, I really spent the whole month doing a lot of self-care. And I did a steam every other day for the month um, leading up to it, among other things like self-massage and castor oil packs and all my other preconception tools, which maybe I'll share on another episode. Um, and all of that felt really right for me. So that's the how-tos of the practice. Next, I want to talk about the specifics of the herbs just really briefly. And in my book and also on the free PDF on my website, I go into more detail about different herbs you can use and their benefits, just the more common ones. Um, but I'll just talk about a few categories in general. So you can go on a website like Etsy and you can get some pre-made blends if you, want, if you don't want to deal with this. Um, and I'll link to my favorite one. Her name is Moon and Honey Mama Heather on Etsy. She makes a lot of really great um, homemade products and sells some steaming blends as well. So check her out. And yeah, you can always make your own. I really don't think you can go too wrong, but usually blends will have a mixture of some herbs for increasing circulation and these are plants like rosemary oregano basil motherwort mugwort and then you have herbs that will help with soothing and calming inflammation and tissues like calendula and chamomile some examples and then there's 
some herbs that are great as aphrodisiacs and mood enhancers and just bringing juiciness. And those are some ones like Damiana, lemon balm, marshmallow root, and then you've got the flowers, which are just deeply stress relieving, like lavender and rose petals. Then, you know, there's some herbs that are somewhat estrogenic and help with toning, like red clover and raspberry leaf. And those are just a few, just the more common ones. And those are Western herbs. There's also other cultures like Chinese and Ayurvedic herbs. And so I'd say that anything that's edible is probably safe to put into your steam. So you can get really creative here. And like I mentioned, I go into this more in depth in the PDF on my website and in my book. But I'll just briefly mention here that steaming is just pretty great for any stage and situation in your life as a woman. If you have painful or irregular periods, if you're wanting to normalize them for fertility and preconception preparation after birth and miscarriage or loss during menopause for sexual healing for helping with pelvic pain or relaxation there's really just so many uses and benefits so i hope this episode has excited you about this practice and inspired you to get started I just really want to convey that this can be simple to get going and also can spark a lot of healing and changes in your body. And it's really interesting and kind of incredible. When I first started, I didn't really understand how sitting over steam can create such cleansing and changes in my body. And I go into more depth on my story and journey in that PDF and and how I uh, experienced those, um, those changes in my body. But just try it for yourself and see. At the very least, it'll just be a pleasurable and meditative practice. All right, so that's all I want to share today on steaming. Feel free to reach out to me if you want to know more about this or any of the other topics that I talk about on this podcast. And I'll be coming out with another episode as soon as I can get one recorded. In the past, I was doing it. I think every week, but with a baby, of course, it's a lot harder, but I'd like to be somewhat consistent for this season. Um, But I think all I can say is that I will try at a minimum for one episode a month, hopefully two, but probably one, but we'll see. This, This is motherhood, right? Okay, thank you everyone for listening, and I'll talk to you soon.